0: This episode of the A Team is brought to you by face 2 facegames.com, Canada's number 1 source for Magic the Gathering card singles.
1: I can just imagine like no one hears from you for a couple of days and then all of a sudden like your mother discovers you just naked in your bed like sh- like cuddling this fucking trophy and just rip <laughs>
0: <laughs> Welcome to the A-Team Podcast, brought to you by manadeprived.com and 60cards.com. Check us out. In
2: 2010, a crack magic playing unit was sent to prison by the DCI court for mise they didn't commit. These men promptly escaped from the federal palm-in-the-ass prison to the Canadian Underground. Today, still wanted by Wizards of the Coast, they survive as podcasters of fortune. If you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find them. Maybe you can listen to The A-Team. KYT. I don't know about you guys, or I'm just mind-tricking myself constantly.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Jay Boosh. They're of a different culture, KYT. They prefer their magic untainted by the internet.
0: Scotty. Then you just pull the fucking mind slaver and you just dome them with their own dude. That's entertainment. And Medina.
3: I'm on camera and I'm like, oh man, don't blink. Act like you meant to do this.
2: <laughs> and now the 18. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 76 of the A-Team Podcast. This is KYT with Jonathan Scott and Jay. How's it going, fellas?
3: Hey, and we also have a special guest, Michael Flores. (laughs) Just just kidding!
1: (laughs) You just just cost us like half our list. Wait, don't (laughs)
0: hang up! Don't hang up! We're just joking. Don't hang up! (laughs) (laughs) No, we've actually got uh, you know fresh off uh, his crushing victory at uh, Grand Prix Indianapolis, and long time bro of the show. You know that the first place that he's going to go after such a tremendous victory. After you know talking to Mike Flores for Top decks, doing an AMA and whatever else he's got going on, he's he's going to come on the A team. So sure enough, we've got the Troll Slayer himself, Legacy All Star,
1: <laughs> like the winningest right? Legacy player of all time. The
0: winningest Legacy player of all time, Tom Martell. Tom, welcome to the show, sir.
4: <laughs> Thanks, guys. How's it going?
0: <laughs> Excellent. Is yeah, that be funny? You I-
4: mentioned you mentioned Flores. I, so I did my interview with him for Top decks. He's like, God, why do the the people who listen to the A team hate me so much. And <laughs> <laughs> no, then you slayed him. Uh, he means well, although he can have to come across a bit uh, interestingly.
5: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah. I don't know. What, I don't know what the listener's problems is. Uh, I love. I love Mike Flores, and uh, I thought that episode was awesome.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We understand that he can be a little loquacious sometimes, and that's okay. We still love Mike, you know, as a human being, he's a wonderful, wonderful guy, but we, we understand that a lot of our listeners that spoke up very vocally don't, um, and we're sorry about that, but, uh, we love him, so he'll be back at some time, but, uh, we'll make sure we give you ample warning. Jay's did like, you say loquacious? Oh, no. I said loquacious with an L.
3: Loquacious. Dude, I just learned a yeah. new word on the A team.
0: I, yeah, I did, <laughs> this I is, I did that. that f- I, this
3: is like Sesame Street up in here, man.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I did that just for you, eh? Yeah. Yeah,
3: okay. And I'm not talking pejoratively here, guys.
0: There you go. <laughs>
6: Bringing it back. Okay,
3: so tell us about your loquacious um, victories there, Tom. Sure. Martel.
4: Yeah, I mean, the, the tournament was kind of It's – I'm trying to write my tournament report. Uh, Drew Levin somehow beat me to the punch with his, you know, 197th place finish tournament report. We're like talked about our deck a bunch, and somewhat stole my thunder. But it's my own fault for being slow. Uh, it's kind of a Tom, blur.
0: Tom, he like, he didn't have to play until all the way to first.
4: Well, he he did drop while still in contention because he was too hungover uh, oh. from the night out. Because he's still a small child who's not yet learned how to balance and play when hungover. <laughs> uh, he will though. He'll, he'll catch okay. up with the rest of us.
3: So he was he was hungover on Sunday.
4: I, I go out to dinner after Saturday night after finishing 9-0. It's the first time I've ever finished 9-0 at a GP. I was pretty excited. Uh, so I go, go out to dinner and head, we're walking back to our, our hotel and we swing by St. Elmo's, which I don't know if you're familiar with Indy or any of the listeners are familiar with Indy, but it's kind of the... If you listen to any of Brian Kibler's tweets or read them over the weekend, he talked about St. Elmo's like 432 times. Yeah, he did. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it's just like sweet restaurant, like steakhouse place. place. I've actually never gotten to eat there because, unfortunately, our reservation was for 7 45 on Sunday, and I was still playing, <laughs> so didn't get to go. But uh, we're walking back to our hotel, and Drew Levin comes out with, like, Patrick Sullivan. Uh, you know, P. is an awesome dude. Kibler, who did not make Day 2. Basically, just a group of men looking to consume copious amounts of alcohol. And I'm like, Drew, like, didn't you date? 2? He's like, yeah. I'm like, all right, you might not want to go out, like... You might want to come back with us, like Satan's coming back with us. You can just come back. He's like, no, I'm gonna have like a drink. So I, go to, I I turn to Pete, so, like, he's so, like, he's a kid. He doesn't know any better. You gotta, you gotta promise me you're not gonna let him, you know, drink too much. And so the next day, I, I bump into Pete around so, on like 1 p.m. He's still the side The first thing he says to me is, mortal, I'm sorry, I let you down. I let you down."
5: <laughs>
4: so, oh
3: man, it's funny because yeah, I seen, sh- I seen him in the hall on a uh, what is it on Sunday morning, and uh, he just was like. He was kind of just, like, walking, like, walking dead almost. And I kind of, like, went by to give him a nudge with my elbow. And, like, I hit him harder than I expected, you know? And so it turned into this awkward, like, bam! And I'm just, like, and he kind of looked at me, like, WTF? And I'm just, like, oh, man, hey, I'm just messing around, you know? But I think he's, you know, still hungover <laughs> at the time.
4: <laughs> <laughs> so his first thing or second round is against Ochoa. He's playing against Ochoa, and he goes, like, turn one, land, go. Turn two, he draws, like, a thought Caesar in Inquisition. Plays Inquisition, Ochoa looks at, reveals his hand. He, like, falls asleep, We're trying to figure out what to take. Wakes up. <laughs> <laughs> Takes up, makes go, holding two more lands. This doesn't play a second land.
5: <laughs> <laughs> wow. Ochoa plays wow.
4: his land. Now he's sitting there, he's like, man, I have no lands in play. I have all these spells in my hand, and I have all these lands in my hand. This is really awkward. And just gets crushed because he forgot to play this land. Uh, and at that point, he called it quits, went back to bed. And, really? uh, he dropped it, like, X4. So...
5: What wow. oh, shit.
4: Mm.
3: Let this be a lesson wow. to you, listeners.
0: Sam, <laughs> To you, children, out there, I think that you can drink with contention. the van. Yeah, seriously.
2: Because his GP record's pretty sick, too. His legacy, uh yeah,
0: I, mean, I mean, it was.
3: It was. It was. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, I mean, how did. So, you you were. I mean your your tweet timeline basically said Well, guess I'm jumping on a plane this morning and going out to the GP. Um, I got a legacy pedigree to defend, so might as well do it. Like what got you to there? Like that just seemed like it was a really random snap decision, and then for you to run the fire to win the damn thing, it seems really, you know, coincidental, but I mean it couldn't have been, right? Or were you like, and you're
1: just like, Yeah, I was I was planning on it.
4: My my flight receipt, I booked that thing at 2 a.m. on Friday morning. So I assure you I would not have voluntarily paid the extra. God knows how much it was compared to if I just booked it on time. But uh, no, like I I really wanted to go, but work was awkward. Like the flights back were bad. I didn't want to miss any more time. And and unfortunately, I have a Monday morning meeting at like 8.15, which is like the worst possible time I'm at, given that I want to be able to fly back Monday mornings from tournaments. And you know, I took a bunch of time off for Honolulu and the week before I was in Seattle. So I was like, okay, I'm just gonna take this week off, recover, I'm exhausted, I've been traveling nonstop. Uh let me just get my, you know, shit together. And a couple of people were like talking during the week about how sweet legacy was, and I started really, you know, being sad that I wasn't going. Actually Mary Jacobson started messaging me every single day just to like tease me that I wasn't going and how she was in a top eight or second GP before I would. Uh. And I was like, God damn it, I can't let this happen. So I got off my ass, I booked that ticket, you know. The flight times were horrific. It was I I left I departed SFO at like 11:50 p.m. that night getting into Indy at like 9:20 a.m. and then leaving Indy at like 5:45 a.m. Monday morning getting into SF at like 9:30. Wow.
5: So
0: so you missed your meeting or did you just- Yeah, fuck my meeting. I won a GB. <laughs> <laughs>
4: I'll be back instead. I'm like the trophy will be here for me. But yeah, I mean, it was It was not optimal on the flight times, but I I decided. That's why this week, for instance, I'm not going to Nashville because I I can only run this so many times in a row before someone kind of catches on. So, all right, we'll actually set this one out. I'll I'll take Nashville off.
3: He's like, yeah, I got food poisoning. Can't make it, guys. Sorry.
4: (laughs) (laughs) There's like seven hours of me playing Magic on on the Internet. Yeah, Yeah. that would be hard to sell.
3: Yeah, you you just tell them you got food poisoning at the steakhouse afterward. <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs> Try running that. But again, you can only run that so many times before they catch on, so I'm going to save that bullet for later. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, talk about the deck.
1: Talk about the deck a little bit, because I know a lot of our listeners don't play Legacy, so they probably are interested to know the interactions at least somewhat.
4: Legacy, first off, is a sweet format. I mean, it gets a, b- a bum rap. is like, oh, it's... It's broken, everyone just wins on turn two, and none of my games, I actually thought the modern format expensive. played in Philly was more sort of combo-y and fast than this legacy format was. My games went long, partially because I was playing a deck designed to make games go long, but just the format itself is an interactive format, um, you know, everyone's playing swords and and paths and shit, like you're interacting with your opponent's board in a lot of different ways. And so I find the games to be fascinating. There's a ton of decisions to be made, and there's a lot of room to outplay people or to screw up yourself. You saw both happening in that finals, uh, if you you know if you watched that. But yeah, I think the format's sweet. The deck is pretty is pretty sick. Uh, if you kind of look at my evolution as a legacy player in Columbus, which is my first legacy tournament of all time, I would never played a match of legacy actually in my life before Columbus. Yeah, I got 75 wow. I, I, I that morning, and it was like, oh, yeah, I'll play counterbalance. And it was like four cards off of the like, Luis's list. I got tinkered with a little bit. Um, so that, you know, that deck was sweet, but it was, it was much more on the controlling spectrum, right, with Counterbalance top. Uh, and then Providence last year, I played, actually, Esperblade, with Dark Confidance instead of Lingering Souls, because Lingering Souls didn't exist yet. But actually, like, something, and, and Metal Misstep, because everyone played Metal Misstep. Yeah. But a similar style deck to what I played here, and loved it. Should have top eight, but punted against Merfolk with two rounds to go, uh, to miss top-8. And then, yeah, then this tournament here, like, Again, building on that, you know, Sam Black tweeted to me on, on Friday night, hey, I'm playing Esperblade. And the entire week you've been testing this just horrifically just god-awful Zombies deck online. <laughs> i like, you know, against them. Like, it couldn't beat anything. I it's am like, it's like, like, wait, you're not playing that Zombies thing? Thank God. He's like, yeah, I'm going to play this, this deck that, that Marin LeBaire posted on Facebook. It looks really sweet. And I actually had gotten the list from Drew Levin, who'd saw, who saw the original post that, the you know, the Belgian tournament posted its deck lists, and he'd found it, and he sent it to me. He said, hey, I wish we could make this work, but I don't think it's going to be good enough. We're just going to play Rug. And so I was kind of, like, dirtling between Rug, and I had Luis's Stoneblade list. I was thinking about that. But as soon as Sam said, you know, we can play S for Stoneblade, I was I was all in. Left for the airport at, like, nine, like 10-ish from my house. T- put Sam on speakerphone the whole way, just talked about how we'd brew the deck. And then actually I I have to give a shout out to my, my friend uh and my my you know driver Ian Spaulding who I mistakenly in the, on the coverage said I got a cab I took a taxi and he got very hurt. So in case he listens, Ian Spaulding drove me to the airport. Uh, while driving <laughs> him I ignored him completely and talked to Sam on the phone the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, what a nice guy.
1: Yeah, and it know. ignores him the entire time, and then also just is like, no, it was a cab, yeah.
4: It was a cab driver. <laughs> it, and, it seemed like a cab. In fact, I think the a... only thing I said to him was, yeah, whatever, I'll start, I'm will going to start giving you 5% of my winnings on all the turns you drive me to the airport for. Promptly t- win the GP, promptly give him nothing. Um, <laughs> so, he didn't mean it, obviously. Back there. But yeah, so, Sam and I were talking, we ended up tweaking the list he had at that point by maybe another 5 cards, 6 cards. Like we adjust the main, he had a main deck Sword of fire and ice, like the list did in Belgium. I really wanted the jit main, um, so we cut the sword. Uh, we we were, he was already down to the one intuition, which I agreed with. Intuition was like a cute card with like a lot of kind of fringe benefits, but for anyone who doesn't know the deck, right? It's it's, it's forge mystic, lingering souls, uh, Jace, batter skull, Jite, um, swords of plowshares, three force of wills, four discard spells. That's kind of the heart of the deck there. And it lets you play interactively with your opponents using the swords, using the the forces against you know, especially in combo decks. It lets you just kind of overpower some decks by just going turn two stone forge, put a bashful on the play, which we all, I'm sure, remember fondly from its brief foray in standard when that was legal.
1: That was the, my favorite
4: time. Yeah, that was a, that was of one of the times. worst formats I've ever played in my life, but yeah.
1: <laughs> no, it was the best. It was for
4: sure the best. It was so much better before goal got printed. Like, the standard format in Paris at least was fine. Maybe like, it wasn't good, but it was okay. Once you added Battersquale, it just got stupid. Yeah, it was just uh, trash. trash. Yeah. <laughs> Which, it's you can tell a lot by the fact skills. that they, I just won a legacy tournament with something like 20 cards that were in my standard deck in Paris. <laughs> <laughs>
5: yeah.
4: So... That says a lot about this format. Um... And then, obviously, four Brainstorms. We had two Ponders. Uh, mostly, because you need to get the blue count up for Force of Will, we were really cutting it, cutting it close there. Kind of the conventional wisdom, I think, is something like you need 16 blue spells in addition to your Force of Wills. And we had, like, 14 or 15. So we cut two lands. I kind of wanted more land, but I can see that the, the Ponders would probably be better. So we played two Ponders. Um, the deck was awesome. I mean, it just lets you... You can, you can play kind of the same traditional broken game that the blue-white stoneboard decks are playing. Uh, with with your Ghost Thornforge and a you know, banner Skull with some counterspells to back it up. But against other unfair decks, you have... Or sorry, against other fair decks, you have all these Lingering Souls tokens they can just never beat, because it clogs the ground, they can't attack through them very effectively. You can just play, like, turn through their Lingering Souls, turn four Jace, and they can't just, like, hit it with their Tarmic because you just chomp with a token. Um, their removal's all one-for-ones, so they can't even, you know, sword your guy and get in. It's just really an unfair card in those kind of matchups, where they're trying to do stuff with creatures. So, Gave it a huge, you know, huge kind of boost in those matchups over what I think the traditional Stoneforge decks do. And in the mirror, it was just unbelievable. Like, if you watch the match against LSV, um, we played on camera, I think, around like seven. And um, the Linger Soul just like completely warped the matchup because it means he can't, his Jaces don't matter because I have all these like shitty 1 1 flyers that Jace can't bounce. That would just kill the Jace. And my Jace's he can never hit. Yeah. So it just really just warps the dynamic of the matchup. Plus, I I have a million guys who can pick up equipment, and he's sitting there trying to, like, reanimate his lands to do the same task. So we actually cut missions Factories because we have all these these Lingering Souls tokens. And why do you want to spend your mana animating when you can spend your mana, like, interacting?
0: Yeah. It looks like... It, it seems like it was just a really, really good fit for the, the format this weekend, too, right? Because, I mean, like, everything's going... Maverick was really picking up steam, you know, which is totally a green-white creature deck. And... I mean, even if you look at the rest of the, you know, the rest of the top eight, like the rug decks are basically stoned to Lingering Souls 2, right? Because, I mean, you're holding off all their guys all day. Um, you know, aside from, I guess, what, the one high tide deck, right? I mean, I'm looking at Pascal Maynard, who you beat, was a um, a green-white green, guy's deck, right? Uh, one of so KYT's boys, too. What's that? So is Dan Jordan. Yeah. Yeah, exactly right. And then you're at uh, two... You got Kenny Castor from the finals and Caleb Durward both on, you know, variants of Rug. So, I mean, you know, we watched how that all went down. And then it looks like you've got like uh, a dredge deck, and then you've got your chick who is playing straight blue-white. And I mean, exactly as you said, I mean, there's the three Mistress Factories and one Crucible of Worlds. I mean, that seems really poor compared to Lingering Souls. Oh, yeah.
4: And those matches. So. What actually the, 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 made the tournament for me was, was Caleb in his last round gets paired down. It's very unlucky, actually. There's five people at uh, X1 one and 1. And he's in the third seed. But mm. both myself in the two seed and Pascal in the one seed had already played him. So we get paired before him because it pairs in order. Pascal gets the four seed. I get the five seed. Then he gets paired down against the six Whoa. seed and has to play. Ouch. And he's playing against a friend of his and he beats him. And But once that he's beaten him, he's like, and- okay, I've won. I'll just Good. give you a draw now, because you can't make top eight. with. I'm in regardless if I win or draw. Drawing will give you top 16. So he draws, which gives me the ideal dream scenario in terms of the, the pairings in the top eight, because it puts the dredge deck into the high tide deck, both of which are just really bad for me, and then makes them run into the either rug deck, which are both really bad for them. Nice. So it worked out so beautifully for me that I got to kind of coast through my optimal matchups of <laughs> Maverick, Maverick, Rug <laughs> to this tournament. Yeah. I mean, those matchups are all pretty good. And, like, the Rug Deck matchup, I think, is our best matchup. I'm glad I got to play Kenny instead of Caleb, just because Caleb has uh, a much better sideboard for me. Like, I looked yeah. at, at at Kenny's list, I actually started laughing. I mean, his deck just doesn't seem to do anything. I mean, he's just, like, all in on stealing wins with, like, <laughs> you know, stifles and dazes and wastelands, but he can't actually play a game of magic. Like, his, he <laughs> boarded in one one two Blasts and and one Ancient Grudge. That was his sideboard. He had no Snapcaster. Yeah,
0: he's got nothing else for you. Otherwise, he's looking at, he's relying on, like, <laughs> bounce for dudes,
4: <laughs> graveyard like, hate, and And the no, no snapcasters I mean, just gives him absolutely no reach against me. So, I mean, unless he's planning on burning me out with his 14 points of burn in his deck, I know, I'm going to be able to, sta- like we saw in game three, I'm going to be able to stabilize, play around the remaining burn, and just take control of the game.
0: And no Jaces either, I noticed. Tournament because they don't have enough plans. Yeah, but but the no scavenger was pretty surprising. Yeah, yeah. And when you look at Caleb's list, right? Like he's running a couple of them with the scavenging news as well, just for for value. But uh, and it looks like he was playing more burn too, Caleb.
4: Only lost during yeah. the
0: Swiss. It actually was on camera. In
4: in the the first game was just one of the most absurd games I've lost. Just like everything went perfectly wrong. I had Caleb <laughs> down to just a wasteland in his hand on turn one. At the end of turn one, he literally had one card in hand, Wasteland, and he killed me like six turns later. It was pretty. It was actually insane. Like it's a really fun game to watch now that I know that I get to win the tournament anyway. Uh, At the time, (laughs) Um, but his list was really good against me because he gets to bring in Soul Elementals and uh, Sulfuric Vortexes, which are both awesome. I still think I'm favored after sideboard, but not the way I normally am against rug decks. Like he had a lot of reach after that sideboard.
5: Yeah,
0: that's awesome. I'm. We're really, really pleased to. To see you win, I mean, we were pulling for you the whole time, no question. Um, I'm watching the the Twitter feed going as, you know, all day as I'm out running errands with the family and stuff and I'm just like, come on, Tom, come on, Tom. If I can get home, get the kids to bed, you know, like, unpack the groceries and I'm like, ripping from my tablet trying to pull up coverage. I'm like, come on! <laughs> <I> <laughs> and I'm
4: appreciate like, that, I mean.
0: Honey's, honey's like, what are you doing? I'm like, it's fucking Tom! <laughs>
4: Shit. Who? Never mind! <laughs> by making, by, by trying to draw out that last game as long as possible by just never winning. Um, so, you know, I had three chances to win. I kind of passed it each time, because so I wanted to make sure you had time to get there. <laughs>
0: well, I, I, I totally appreciate it you know like i i literally got there just before uh the stifle on the jace right. like i'm looking i'm looking at the board i'm like oh this is this is good i'm like oh wait he's in trouble and then i thought because i i really didn't see too too much about the deck list i just heard you were you were tearing right and i'm looking down and i'm like oh man there's there's a lot of guys like delver oh jace oh no wait what's that Lingering souls? Holy shit. <laughs> and and I just see Jace ticking up, ticking up, ticking up. And then the stifle. And I thought, oh, no. You know, everyone's just like, fuck, he had it. And then, uh, and then, obviously had not seeing the other games, right? So you have to appreciate from where I'm at. And then, uh, and then, once you drop the second one, and fucking just like, re- just grabbed control of that game from his fucking bloody clutches, and just smashed the rest of your deck against him repeatedly. It was amazing.
4: I mean, so it's funny because it's like I went back and I've watched the replays because I wanted to hear what the commentators saying. I wanted to kind of experience it again because it was obviously pretty stressful in the moment, and I was. I, I was scared shitless that I was going to punt somewhere and lose. <laughs> uh, which is weird cuz I normally don't get nearly that like, like... cuz you're not you're like the best,
5: right? <laughs> <laughs> like no, I'm, like I'm just... I'm not
1: sure if you know this but you're the winningest legacy player
4: of all time. It made me very aware of that fact, <laughs>
5: his 47 <laughs>
4: tweets and multiple text messages. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, it's like I, I definitely have played big matches. I've tilted before, but I've never been, like, nervous the way I was nervous here. Because um, I felt that, you know, I've been here before. I, losing the finals again would just be so disappointing. Um, and the way I came back in Game 2, like, losing Game 3 would have been such a heartbreaker. So I was, I was very nervous. And but I felt like on turn when I, I I click him on like turn seven or whatever, and I see his hand and it's just like there's just no way I can lose this game, like he literally kept i i i would rather mold a fourth than keep the hand that he can't he just didn't do anything um and he didn't draw anything in the you know, intervening seven turns, so he definitely also got unlucky, but kept a literal blank hand um so at that point, I was like, man, I have to really screw this up to lose, um which is why you see things like me letting my Jace get stifled stupidly because I'm so terrified of taking damage that I just don't thought season him first, even though. I can't, my, my line of thinking was okay,
6: if his hand is exactly three burn spells and I thought sees
4: him and then I jace him, he lets the jace resolve and then his next two draw steps are burn spell, burn spell and I only have this spell pierce, I can't counter them, but I also have the snap caster with the, with the swords of flashes in my graveyard so I would just swords my own, guy. It, just, like, it just didn't make any sense, but I was just so paranoid of taking damage that I didn't really like think through like he might have a It never occurred to me you could have a stifle, so you you kind of got tunnel vision. Oh yeah, I mean, I was sure I was like ninety percent certain that no matter what I did, I couldn't lose. So, but but still, I should just calm down, thought through it, came to the right conclusion instead of just kind of like just trying to get the game over with so I could go drink out of my trophy, (laughs) which is actually what I was kind of. It's it's like the um, the rounder's quote, right? All I could see was uh, you know was 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 Vegas the fucking the fucking mirage, right? That was where I was, (laughs)
5: like.
4: I, I, Aces full was now on my radar. So uh, thankfully he didn't come back to buy me.
3: Yeah, because I, I heard a lot of people talking smack. Uh, I didn't really, like, I was there. I was at the GP, but, like, I wasn't watching the games or anything. I was just trading, and I was like, dude, let's go. I want to eat some food. And they're like, yeah, Tom Martel's going to win. I'm like, yeah, I know he's going to win. Like, let him win. Let's go eat.
5: <laughs> <laughs> so
3: so we ended up eating and watching it on Twitter. <laughs> Oh man! But but on Twitter, people were blowing up and they were talking smack about the uh, the stifle and the Jace and something else. And then I seen you post after the match. Uh, you said something like, "I've never played so badly in my life" or something yeah. like that. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I'm like, didn't I, matter really. I mean, still got there. Yeah,
4: exactly. <laughs> so I, I feel like I really perfected the art of playing just badly enough to barely win, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which has come up it, several too. times now. And I'm like, man, like, I'm not playing well. I still just cannot lose this game, but I'm, I'm <laughs> trying real hard to come very close to make it exciting. <laughs> uh, and that's kind of what I did there, too.
3: That's great. Oh, man, I love that. Uh, but yeah, I actually, I'm not going to lose this game no matter what I do.
4: <laughs> I mean, having watched it again, I actually played better than I thought I had. Like, I was harder on myself at the time. There, there, I mean, certainly getting stifled there was stupid. There were a couple other plays that were that were a little loose. But like for instance in game two, when I needed to, I buckled down, found the right play. Um, you know, set myself up so I would have outs to draw that parish on the critical turn and wipe his board. Um yeah. so like I still think overall it was fine with my play. And, you know, it's it's a stressful environment. I've been playing Magic for, you know, twenty four hours now over two days and on like six hours sleep total. So all in all I was actually pretty happy with kinda of how I kept things held together.
3: Yeah, I mean it's easy for people to, you know, like from from like their computer and their comfort of their own home, you know, to sit there and just talk smack about like seeing like you know, plays or whatever. Uh you know, it's much tougher. No nobody plays, you know, a hundred percent all of the time.
0: Yeah, no, nobody ever catches that uh, that extra point of damage or that extra minus one minus one counter. Um, yeah, you know, they always catch it when they're sitting at home, but they never catch they it never, when I mean, at the table.
3: sometimes you know, you you just like uh, destructive force your own inter- inferno titan off the board. You know? <laughs> <laughs> sometimes that happens. I mean, <laughs> yeah,
1: and, one and time I, that did happen, didn't it? Yeah,
3: and what I say <laughs> to the people who who uh, who could, you know talk smack to me about that is like, "Fuck you." Where's your feature match?
0: Yeah, you, you know? that's right. Let's yeah. Play it. Play oh, under the lights and tell, and tell me you don't fuck up, right? Yeah, where your, exactly. Where's your GP
3: trophy?
1: Where yeah. is, it at? That's right. yeah. where is yeah. it at? Is it in Tom
0: Martel's
4: house? I actually ran that I line. It's Tom host. Well, during the finals, so Kenny was I think he was a little little pissy that, you know, he was I, I actually noticed her to Price Split before the match uh, <laughs> and then Sorry, what? Yeah, like he wanted to spend the money and play for the trophy I was like, eh, fuck it, I don't if to play for it all. Um, which I mean, I don't think he was that happy about. And then, like, he was trying to rattle me because I I'd made a couple like minor mistakes. So he started running his mouth a lot. And I don't you know, I I don't know him. I don't know if he's you know this is him normally. If he was just trying to get my head, if he was just upset. But one of the lines he runs at some point was like, "Yeah, remember when we played in Minneapolis? Yeah, you were awful there too." And I just like immediately fired back, "Yeah, how many protests have you top-rated since then, kid?" <laughs> and
0: He just kind of <laughs> shuts up for a second. I
4: was like, "Yeah, all right, scoreboard, thanks." Yeah.
0: Scoreboard. Nice <laughs> who's got the chips <laughs> the one but, line the one line that frank did put in there from game three was it's harder for me to screw up when you don't have any cards you said I <laughs> that <one> that. <laughs> he goes now you don't have to ask how many cards i have anymore he, shot back. <laughs> he was
4: getting very annoyed i kept asking how many cards in hand but yeah i mean those are, it's public information and i am not going to spend brain power remembering when i can just keep asking so i'll just keep asking yeah. if you're rattled by that that is your business. I well that's
1: darwin castle sometimes. darwin castle wrote an article about you then <laughs> he like did you guys see that this week he like wrote an yeah. article about how to behave at a at a tournament and oh i did uh, not see that actually yeah he wrote an article about how to behave at a tournament and that's that's like one of the highest things on his list of not to do is like is fucking ask how many cards i have in hand <laughs> he's <laughs> like <laughs> ask it like, not like, ask playing me. like
4: i ask about 400 a- times a-, a match i forget constantly yeah. Like you don't have to ask more than once a time. If you do, you're just being an asshole.
3: I do it all the time. I do it all the time to get to get in their head. I'll just like how many cards do you have in your hand? Okay. And then I'll just like ponder and then I'll be like,
4: Cards? Cards in your hand? <laughs> we both do this, but you're doing it to be an asshole, I'm doing it because I'm just really, really stupid and cannot yeah. <laughs> remember another second. So I don't know which one's worse, actually.
0: I, mean, I think I, I think you got to ask, like, I'll ask often, um, eight, so two, two, two reasons to ask. One is if you legitimately need to know how many threats you're potentially playing around, which sounds like, Tom, is what you're doing. Um, and number two is whenever they're deep in the tank and about to do something, literally just before they're about to, like, move their hand in action something, you ask <laughs> how many cards in your hand? Yeah. <laughs> and then they just fucking say, and then they just go, land, go. Ah oh, fuck,
1: I meant... Fucking this guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, well yeah. that's a fucking GP. Crush you. Yeah. Oh man. So
3: Yeah. I mean I I go to F and M for fun, so like if I want to just ask someone how many cards they have in their hand, like being passes, an
1: asshole, that's fun. It's, it's fun to me.
3: <laughs> oh man, especially when it's somebody who thinks they're really good at magic, you know? I'm like, dude, this is F and M, all right? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so so Tom, tell us about uh tell us about the after party. Like where what did you do? As soon as you win, you pick up your phone, you tweet, I win <laughs> and then what?
4: Yeah, so I mean that there actually was a bunch of stuff to do at the site. So we did the the trophy presentation, which they didn't do when I got second place at Columbus. I was a little disappointed to find out there's a whole ceremony thing they did, but we, it was fun, so I got my trophy, and then we actually went back, so the, the tournament was at the Colt Stadium, uh, not at the convention center, so they they took us back, and unfortunately the field was being torn up and worked on, but they take us back into where the ESPN films Game Day, which is yeah. overlooking the field, and do a bunch of photos back there, uh, which is pretty sweet. Uh, although it was poorly lit, which is too bad. I'd like you know like a kind of better uh, profile picture out of it, but it was still still works. Um, so then I go out, meet up with a bunch of people. We go out for for dinner and drinks. At this point, it's like 1030 already. And most things are closing down. So we actually end up at, um, the Hard Rock, Indianapolis, which is still serving drinks and food. So we get, uh, some adult beverages there and then head out. It's, you know, it's like me, uh, P. Sully meets up with us, Drew Levin, um,
0: a well-rested Drew Levin.
4: (laughs) He's been sleeping for like six hours at this point. He's ready to go. Um. try to like Mary Jacobson, you know, some other random people, go out to another bar, have some more adult beverages, uh, celebrate. I didn't bring the trophy out, because I didn't want to forget it or have to carry it around. It was actually pretty heavy, but I really wanted to drink out of it, so I haven't done that yet. But, you know, just have a good night out, and then hit the airport the next morning, fly back to go to work.
0: Nice. So, why don't you go to the fridge, crack a beer, and uh, pour it in that fucker right now. Have your celebratory drink with us.
4: That can be. I even I, I, I have beers. It's actually sad. I've been I've been home for like four days in the last month. I don't even have beers. Oh man, He's I have vodka. Make vodka water. Works, right? oh, I didn't say distilled water. Vodka? Did I hear? Did I hear vodka? I have a bottle we could do like next to my desk in my bedroom. I don't know why. Have I been drinking alone, and forgetting about it? Ooh, that's actually so, but- way worse than just drinking alone. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, but uh, give me one second. Let me grab the trophy. This, this this will work. We're gonna we're gonna do a little. This actually be painful. I'm gonna do like a that, shot of a trophy.
1: Hey, that's exciting. Should I you get, can get do like trophy? ten shots out of the trophy? <laughs> if you want to. You can have like a nice, you know, tumbler of vodka. <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> Yeah, and, like, everybody says you're way better on your streams when you're fucking trash, too. It's actually
0: funny. I was going to make the comment to say maybe, you know, you've been taking a page out of uh, Kibler's book, and you've just been drinking at the computer while you've been streaming, and that's where the booze is going.
4: So the, that Kibler stream where he passes out on camera that was
5: fucking <laughs> amazing.
4: That's one, of the, that's one of the best... I mean, I still go back and watch that thing. His, his whole rant about, like, about Thrun being, of course, the last role because it's fucking ugly. God, if you haven't listened to that, you need to. It is classic. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah, they were talking about that on uh, some other shows this week actually. It's it's a fairly uh fairly common topic I think in the community. Oh
3: yeah, I love I love his drunken streams. They're awesome. He always says, um, let's be serious." Dur- during his drunken uh <laughs> streaming. That's his favorite
4: phrase. It's like, "Oh, you're going to play that? Ser- let's be serious. Let's be serious, let's be serious here. about this." Seriously? <laughs> Are you seriously playing Elite Inquisitor against my Daybreak Ranger deck? I mean, seriously? (laughs) Kibler has seriously, PV has really? (laughs) Oh
6: man, yeah.
4: How consuming. What I'm hoping is not that much more than a shot, but uh, this is probably more (laughs) out of the trophy. With you guys live, that's awesome. Woo! It is time. This thing needs to come out the next... I need to have a party now just so I can have a to drink around like other people. But that might be weird. <laughs> yeah, like, just... Like, I can
1: just imagine, like, no one hears from you for a couple of days, and then all of a sudden, like, your mother discovers you just naked in your bed, like, like cuddling this fucking, uh,
4: like, trophy, and just rip. <laughs> like a four-day bender just... She finds it high out of my mind. Yeah. That's yeah, just, like just okay. absolutely fuck.
0: So nasty. how was that? How was that, Tom? Cold, cold, but nice. But delicious, delicious. I mean, T- tasted like victory. It did.
4: It did. Victory and cheap vodka. Don't you have good stuff next? To- what is wrong? Uh, yeah, I have screwed up. Uh, <laughs> like <good>. Big Bear.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's awesome, ladies and gentlemen. That's a first. We just had we the inaugural Martel's
1: cherry on the. 18th. We just
0: had the the inaugural victory drink from the trophy here live for all of you. Awesome.
4: Next time, uh, I guess I do it. Salt Lake City. Oh man, Salt Lake City won't be serving booze. I would just say when I win that one, we'll do it there. But I think it's nope. probably illegal. Yeah, so it's, a, it's for, like for, a dry well.
1: county and shit. Even.
4: I think it's, uh, I think it's fine
3: work. if you just give ten percent of your. Of your, of your income, <laughs> yeah, of your winnings. Is it's it fine if you just agree to wins? take
4: three daughters home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be an interesting venue for a for a tournament. I don't know what we're gonna do afterwards when we can't go out and get like absurdly drunk on Sunday night.
6: Yeah, just drive mean. somewhere else. I
4: just have to read a good book. Yep, that seems likely to happen. you <laughs> not attend any think... tournaments here? Reading, good. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man!
0: So, most memorable moment of the entire tournament.
4: Most memorable moment probably when my high tide. Op- okay, well, drawing the parish, I guess, in the finals, obviously, but ignoring the finals because I think that's been discussed at length here. Uh, those were the normal. It was actually my high tide opponent, just like bricking. just goes off, plays time spiral, draws seven cards, brainstorms, and then just like go. Wow. You can go. <laughs> All right. I draw. I thought sees him. I take his, like, Explorer, leaving of with, like, six lands. I'm like, oh, this is pretty sweet. <laughs>
1: <laughs> nice. So, yeah,
4: got lucky there. Oh, man. Nice. Well, actually, I played against, uh, with two rounds to go, uh, I just had my first loss. And I had this, like, nightmare I'm going to go, man, I'm going to go 12-0, like, 0-4 and have this, like, disastrous tournament. Uh, I'm playing against Hivemind. And at the last turn of the game. I have Lethal on the board. He, has like seven mana and I actually I extirpate his um I hit him with a sordid guy, he discards spell pierce, he has three unknown cards. I extirpate his brainstorms, um, with the uh, surgical extraction. He reveals that his hand is hive mind blue packed progenitus. Brainstorm on top of his library. So if I hadn't done this, he would have drawn a brainstorm, played the hive mind, played the brainstorm and packed it, making me copy the pact and having me lose to my not being able to pay for them. Mm-hmm. So thankfully, I so I take it, but I'm funny like half his deck kills me, like any one or two mana spell, any pack that can't be any of that stuff, and and thankfully he bricks his, um, he bricks his like thirty outer, and I
5: kill <laughs> a hawk. But,
1: uh, bricks his thirty outer, like that guy feels just on top of the world right now. Rick's his 30-outer.
0: Somebody should probably go check on him and make sure that yeah. he's not on the four-day bend. Make sure
1: his mom's not finding him drunk and naked in the... <laughs> 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 oh, the
5: so most
4: most uh, memorable kind of turns or magic-related incidents of the, uh, of the tournament.
0: So, you did cast Intuition for three copies of Lingering Souls? Twice. Actually, I did
4: it one, uh, twice, I think, and then in the I finals I did... did- Souls, Souls, Land, because I already had two of the Souls gone. But yeah. yeah.
6: I did jumbo so drop sick. in
4: my Souls at least once. So sick. Yeah, that's pretty crazy.
6: Like, when I heard that you were playing Lingering Souls, I was like, damn it, I passed
3: up on like three foil Japanese Lingering Souls throughout the day. I was like, yeah, that's a standard card. I'm not going to trade for those. <laughs> But a up
4: value since then.
3: Yeah, they probably have. I mean, if I would have scored those Japanese ones, oh man, it would have been so sick value. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, so I guess so. Talk to us. I mean, you've you've had this this awesome, long time experience here with uh like a nice run with the lingering Souls' card. So you've you played with it at uh, Honolulu, right? On the in expert spirits yep, as well.
4: Spirits. I actually was joking in this tournament if anyone had. Uh... Draws Soul captain, Drogstool Drogstool captain.
0: legacy deck. So, how do you feel about standard right now? Like, have you put any thought into it at all?
4: I haven't played a game since, uh, since the PT, and yeah, because I didn't go to Baltimore, and so I didn't really worry about it. And while well, I'm going to Salt Lake City; it's still two weeks away, so I haven't been too focused on it. Um, I know that people were playing Crows of Gales, making our spirits deck really bad. They may or may not have stopped doing that. Maybe it's okay again. I don't know. Um But yeah, ever since you're playing like blue black and that's probably not a great matchup either. So my guess is that you need to be somewhere else. Sam actually's been playing pristine control on his stream a lot, which gives me some hope that we can resurrect that one and uh and run it back.
6: Nice. So, so that if we,
1: viable. If we can switch if we can switch to standard, maybe then. Would Is that what you think, you know, can make make it back? Like, I, I stopped playing that deck because I was just getting, I was just going, like, either super mega draws because everybody's playing the blue-black uh, right now, or I was just losing to swords because I just, like, wasn't drawing the one of two outs for those. You know what I mean?
4: Yeah, like, swords are definitely an issue. You probably need to be playing more answers, but... Yeah, I haven't really thought about it enough to figure out exactly the best way to be positioned there. But
5: I, I, I found think, like, you
4: know, Sam's been playing it a lot.
1: Yeah. Do you know what he's doing against turn one Delver? Like, do you know what he's doing against, like, that type of, like, the Delver deck tempo? I found, like, it was really difficult to play against that because you are, like, a slower control deck, right? Like, you know, if they hit you with, you know, a Delver three times and then you raft, you know, like, you're not looking I, very I think... good.
0: I think Pristine's a good enough deck right now, and there's enough quick stuff that's happening that, you know, some number of Ratchet Bombs' main deck is completely reasonable, if not more, right? So, I mean, if you can get a Ratchet Bomb down, I mean, Delver Flipping is fuck all. I mean, yeah. even at one right now, it's still really good against the zombie lists. And, uh, I mean, when the, you know, it still really punishes tokens and, you know, any of that type of strategy. So I would look there first personally, um, but, I mean, you know, I'll always go to the Ratchet Bomb, so.
1: Yeah. You're, that's your caca.
0: Well, except that it doesn't suck balls. <laughs> I, still
1: think it's, I still think it sucks balls. I hate I still have, bombs so I've I've still never seen a ratchet bomb ever do anything ever against <laughs> me or anyone else. I just hate
4: you know? that card. Go. I hate having to play it. It's just such a slow piece of shit. Um, I <laughs> that's very evil. But I hope not to come to that place. <laughs>
0: So how's the Reddit going?
4: Uh, Good. I mean, I haven't really been checking it while we've been talking. Uh, It seems to have slowed down dramatically, which is kind of what I expected. Um, But yeah, we got uh, some good questions answered. Uh, The best one being um, Kill Mary Sex for Kimbler, LSV, PV. Nice. And? I mean, not a game I really spend my time thinking about with (laughs) all these lovely men. But, uh, I mean, the, the obvious one there is you marry LSV, because he's stable, he's a good provider, he can cook. <laughs> I mean, that, that one's trivial. And then Kibler v. Peevee, I think it's super. I don't know which one you want to sleep with. Kibler seems a little dangerous. V's probably a lot safer. <laughs>
5: <laughs> Clarify?
4: I mean, you can kind of read into that as you would like. <laughs> <laughs> Layers of danger embedded in those. Um, <laughs> yeah, so my conclusion was marry LSV, sleep with PV, kill Kibler. <laughs> and then <laughs> rule the world. Was my AMA. So maybe it's because of that I should have chosen to sleep with him. But is that really that much better from his perspective? I'm not sure.
3: That makes you a gold digger, <laughs> I think. Dude.
4: Yeah, the whole thing was just... There was no yeah. winners. No winners in this scenario. <laughs>
0: So, do those things get filtered at all? Like, I've never done any of them, but, like, are you are you obligated to answer all of them? Do people actually no. ask mostly respectable no. questions?
4: You definitely aren't obligated to answer anything. I mean, you go through and pick out what you want to answer. I answered probably 80% of the questions just because I was really bored. Um, and most, or, just for the record, like, most people really good. don't.
1: Okay. Um, like, AMAs are notoriously just, like, trash, because any of the interesting questions, they'll just not answer. And, uh, and then all, any of the boring questions, you're like, yeah, we already know the answer to that. And also no one gives a shit. So I'm not saying that Tom did this again, because Tom's probably the best, but I am saying that most people do that.
3: Yeah. I noticed that it was That's kind of strange. Said. Like, like a lot of people, like, uh, I was reading, uh, Chapin's earlier today and, uh, it was just kind of like,
0: I got about, I think like a quarter of the way through it, but I had to stop after three hours.
3: Yeah, I just, like, to me, it was just, like, it seemed weird, because he was, like, uh, they were just asking stupid questions, like, like what do you think of Standard? <laughs> it's like, have you ever regretted a draft pick?
1: Have you yeah. ever regretted a draft pick?
3: Like,
0: stupid questions. What would your invitational pick? card be? Answer is, Jace the Mind Sculptor.
5: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they
4: asked me if I regretted a draft pick, and I couldn't come up with one that I didn't regret, so... it's tied for all of them it's like watch watch my stream watch all
1: the failed spider deck attempts
3: what would your invitational card be Uh, two blue two colorless enchantment pay one blue put a token of Jace the Mind Sculptor in
4: play (laughs) yeah that that sounds like a, a cheaper one I mean my my which requires to, to be spider spawning now, right? So they've already printed it. I feel like I've already won an invitational.
3: <laughs> With all the spiders, which just have your face on it, like,
1: oh my
5: <laughs>
4: god,
1: <laughs> just truly, like, how like, like this is what happens. You're, you're, you're in R and D, and it's like we need to make some spiders for this upcoming set. But, but it's a horror set. We need to make them fucking scary. What can you do? What, like, how could we make spiders scarier? John Medina. Boom. Put Tom Martel's face on them. Really?
4: <laughs> I'm right here. That's just mean. Yeah, I know. <laughs> You're scary.
1: You're scary dude. Winningest fucking legacy player of all time. That's a scary
4: fact. <laughs> the worst part now is, like, I can't play more legacy because, like. How you do you
0: beat that? You this can't t- the
4: this SCG yeah. in Sacramento, I was like, two hours away. I was like, ah, maybe I'll go. I'm like, eh. but if I don't win? Yeah.
0: you <laughs> <laughs> <like, I'm>
1: <laughs> so much yeah. right like you, you won the basketball game once and they're like oh retired undefeated
4: retired undefeated
1: <laughs>
0: yeah.
4: yeah that's basically where i am right now so
0: so have all of the channel fireball team slowly been working on getting their face on tokens and stuff
4: yeah so channel fireballs producing those so they've done the pv1 apparently just got finished um, so the Conley one the ocho one and the lsb's are all out pv's coming next i don't know what the plan is after that but i encourage everyone to send an email to sales at com requesting your Martel tokens. <laughs> nice. Let's get, let's get a grassroots campaign going here. Um, yeah, I have no idea what it would look like either. would probably just be a gigantic troll of me. So I, I probably regret even wanting it. But <laughs> <laughs> So if I
3: join in this campaign, can I get a big stack of them for free?
4: Uh, yes. I will make sure that happens.
0: <laughs> nice. All
4: right. Tom Martell right.
0: it is. <laughs> yep, it's on. Well, I don't think it'll be a, a, such a tall order after you I know, after you, you know, crush the GP. ...unreal victory this weekend. Like 12-1 and 2.
4: GP. Let's not get two ahead of ourselves.
0: Legacy huh. is supposed to be a really challenging format, Tom. Yeah. like, this is where the good players play is in Legacy.
4: Ain't no scrubs. There. I think it is the hardest format. It is the most skill-testing. And only the very, very best can, ex- can excel. <laughs> it's
6: true. <laughs> I agree. I agree hundred percent.
0: So you would take out the you would take out the tower and add a tundra?
4: I actually so someone suggested glacial fortress, which at first I kinda thought was silly, but I thought more about it. It actually seems kinda sweet. Like having a blue land that doesn't get choked is kind of insane. Yeah.
6: That's true too. Mark Summ so, told me to do that in my Bant deck.
4: Yeah, I like that idea a lot. So I'd probably, probably do that. If it, I think at this point, point. Uh, and you have enough blue, even enough islands that like you'll come into play and tap basically all the time anyway. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was really clever, and I'm, I'm pretty on board with that.
0: That would be like a really paradigm shifting thing to play those M10 duels in Legacy. That would be that's nothing you'd
4: expect to ever see.
0: Never. And like, can well, you
1: imagine your like Tom Martell plays a fucking glacial fortress? And you're just like, ah, okay.
0: The worst part is, is at this exact second, John is scouring the internet to find out how many <laughs> Japanese foil glacial fortresses he can pick up oh, for yeah. ten cents. Oh yeah. <laughs> I already have a
3: stack of them. The, uh, <laughs> <See>? <laughs> the thing is, though, you know that they played Dark Slick Shores in Legacy, right? They
4: did that with really? the with the Dredge deck.
3: They played four Dark Slick Shores one time.
5: So that, that makes sense. Pop-
3: mean-
4: yeah, like, Dredge, it's like a first turn deck, if you
6: will. That, yeah. yeah, I can see that. Yeah, it was popular for, like, two and a half months. Wow. No. Yeah. So, Glacial Fortress doesn't surprise me much. You know, I think, I think it's a good it's a good move. I've been running out more than hot in
4: my,
3: in my Bant deck. It's pretty badass.
4: Yeah, with Night of the Reliquary?
3: Yeah, Night of the Reliquary. It's just a singleton. I'm running in one of the spell slots. And, uh, it's pretty sweet. I mean, i got a lot of dudes that die. And, uh, you know and make spirits out of them.
0: Have you uh, taught, Have you thought about Academy Ruins, or is it just too mana intensive?
4: So the, the, if I looked, actually, I have my notes from uh, my flight as a flight in Hindi, like, thinking about changing the deck list, and one of them is minus one Vindicate, minus one uh, land, minus the tower, plus one uh, Academy Ruins, plus one engineer Explosives. Yeah. And that's actually what Drew Levin played, um, so I was definitely considering it. Because it, it's sweet, like, your, your, your equipment doesn't dine. Right when green white blows it up, you can bring it back and recycling an explosive is pretty sick. But the truth is, like you're you're kind of especially lands like those are almost always getting wastelanded anyway, and the matchups are irrelevant, really so they're not that important. It might not even be yeah. worth playing them because of that. Like that was the issue with tower. Like tower is sick if you can get it active against like a you know maverick deck playing stone forge, but they do have four wastelands and four nights, so you know they're it's not going to be Sticking active for long. That.
0: Yeah, that's true. And whereas vindicate, you you just got the ultimate flexibility with it. Exactly. And with Snapcaster, that's still pretty sick.
4: We wanted, we wanted the option to build like pretty dynamic intuition piles. It's actually funny. Our one intuition warped like ten deck building decisions. Just because we're like, oh, well, we have intuition, so we use that to justify everything we did that was probably like loose. <laughs> <that later laughs> <for that. laughs> we talked about only really wanting two force of wills, but like, hey, we have intuition. We should have three. Okay. Or, the okay. you know, vindicates kind of bad, but we can intuition for vindicate snapcaster snapcaster. Oh, okay, sure. <laughs> oh, my god. So. <laughs> Shout out to Chris
5: Lansdowne. Yeah, be-
4: the snapcasters basically justified a lot of, of, of cute, if you will, uh, intuition theoretical piles.
0: Well, and I mean, snapcaster intuition unto itself is still a thing.
4: Yeah, I mean, you. imagine my matches, I should have done that. I went and got three Lingering Souls. What I actually should have gotten was three Sword Supply Shares, sorted my opponent's one guy, and then fla- then Snapcaster and gotten the Lingering Souls once the coast was clear. Yeah. It should have come up. It almost came up in one of my matches.
0: Uh, how was Zealous Persecution? Any matches where it really came in handy or what?
4: So I didn't play Maverick a single time during the Swiss. I played mm. Rug Delver like five or six times. Um,. And it's really only good against Belcher because they have Empties and Maverick. But it's insane against Maverick. So I was very happy I had it during the top eight. Uh, I only cast it once against Dan Jordan. I got a Noble Hierarch and a second guy. I can't remember (laughs) what the other guy. I think maybe it was like a Mother and a Noble. But it was obviously a blowout. Sick.
3: Yeah, that's pretty insane. Against the uh, the Rug deck, they run Spell Snare, so it's not so
4: great, right? It's also, like, it's so situational. Like, you have to have it before their Delver flips, before they hit mm-hmm. threshold. You know, if you draw it on turn, like, seven or eight, it's, like, just a dead card.
5: Yeah.
4: Um. So I just, I, I don't want it or Dark Blast in that matchup. They're both just way too situational. I want, you know, just par- more parishes. Um, but against the Maverick deck, like, being able to kill Mother runes is so huge, even yeah. when it's active.
6: Yeah. Yeah, that, that that lady is a bitch.
4: Yes. Very much so. Yeah.
0: Nice. Yeah, that's a sick deck, man. That's it's really exciting stuff. It's it's really really nice to watch. Like, and like that was no thin top eight. Like, there is a lot of legacy pedigree contained within that top eight. Oh, Jeremy I mean, also
4: I mean, just general Magic pedigree. I mean, like Dan Jordan's very good. Pascal's very good. You know, your chick's a master. Like, there were a lot of very good. You know, Caleb's excellent, especially at Legacy. There's a lot yeah. of you know just proven Magic players in that top eight. Um, Pretty excited to, you know, have been able to, to make it out of there with uh, with a title because it was certainly a, a great a great field.
0: Yeah. Uh, your two draws were intentional or one yeah. and one?
4: Both intentional.
5: Nice.
4: Yeah, so I went 12-0, lost, one, and then went draw, draw. Is that the right <laughs> number of <laughs> rounds? Or did I go 11-0, lost, whatever it was. Yeah, so they were both, the lives drew the last two rounds. So it was, it was locking it up and relaxing a bit, which was nice. Unlike last time in Columbus, when I had to, like, win out for three straight rounds and sweat some feature matches. Holy fuck. Okay.
1: I'm sorry to take away from the Tom Martell spotlight. <laughs> I have bad love for you. But holy fuck, is that ever annoying? I played Tom Martell. You don't know this. So I'll just let you know a little secret. I played in the biggest, probably, probably biggest tournament of my life on
5: Saturday.
1: <laughs> I have to, I mean, like, the TCG player. I mean, I have two TCG player points. I just want to make sure that you know that. But, I mean, other than that, I mean, that was a big tournament. But I played in, like, the, the Canadian Magic Tour. You know, I'm just slowly getting up there, okay? I'm the limited champion, and I also, you know, you inspired <laughs> me. I want to be the constructed champion. So, but, like, I went 0-1. No, what happened? I drew my first game. Yeah. And then I lost my second match. And then I just had to win out to make top eight. And somehow I fucking went, like, five zero and did that. And, man, is that, like, tiring. Like, I was literally tired for, like, two days after
4: that. <laughs> I mean, having your back to the wall every round is... <laughs> takes a like, toll on you, which yeah. I can certainly relate to. So you
3: top-8 at the Canadian Magic Tour?
4: Yeah. Mm.
1: Wow. Right. So
3: that's amazing, Jay.
1: I know. I was yeah. so proud. Nobody even tweeted me. Congratulations.
3: I didn't I even didn't see it. it. I didn't even see it. I was I was trading, and then I was eating
0: so dinner with it was like a
1: horde of notions.
0: Have... wait, wait, hold on, hold on. We have a Canadian Magic tour. <laughs> yeah.
6: Ooh. Bad beats. Yeah. So I didn't even play in the GP. I did not play in the GP, but I did get in the coverage.
0: What? <laughs> yeah, we, I saw that.
3: Did you see that?
6: I did. Yeah, I got in the coverage because
3: my EDH deck. On the back of every sleeve, there's a skate zombie, a beta skate zombie.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah. And I was uh, I was killing people with my EDH there. So I was, like, EDH champion of GP Indie. And I, I didn't get a trophy, but uh, I did get the feel goods, you know?
5: Yeah. The <laughs> feel
1: goods. It's <laughs> the same thing, right? I mean, yeah. yeah it's, it's, <laughs> you know, whatever, basically.
3: I, uh, y- You guys might know uh, Alex Hayne. He was playing in the GP.
1: <laughs> Never heard of him.
3: Okay, so anyways, he's a Canadian. Uh, he's a Canadian magic uh, grinder, um, and so he comes over like, and he's like, Medina, how's it going? I'm like, dude, come here, check this out. So I'm in the middle of this EDH game, and I'm trading while I'm playing the EDH game. So like, I have this guy's Classy. binder, and, and yeah, so I'm trading, and every time like I have nothing on the board, I have like a land tax which is not triggering, and I have like a um, a random like two two, and then like a uh, a freaking. Uh, deed, pernicious deed, right? And so everyone is ignoring me, and they're massing these armies. Okay, and uh, and then that's when Alex comes up. I'm like, dude, Alex, come here, check this out. I'm about to scumbag this chick, and he's like, what do you mean scumbag? I'm like, dude, I'm gonna try to get her to tap out so that I could tooth and nail next turn because she has like all islands, like Mono Island. She's like a blue green deck, so like he comes over to watch, and I and I'm like. I'm, like, looking at her lands, and I'm like, oh, you got a lot untap there. She's like, yeah, I I got so much stuff I can do. And I'm like, eh, you might as well get the use out of those guys right now, because I'm gonna blow those guys up, because she had a cradle in play. And I'm like, I'm gonna blow those guys up with a deed, so you're not gonna be able to use that mana. So she's like, oh, yeah, I should use this now. So she taps out. What a scumbag! (laughs) She taps out and, like, does something. I don't remember what. I don't know what she was doing, because I was going to deed if she didn't tap out anyways. So, like, why are you putting more permanents on the board? I don't know. So, anyway, she, she taps out, <laughs> out for, except for one island. And then I'm just like, alright, so I untap. Everyone else has tapped out. They have, like, armies on the board and stuff. I untap, and I'm just like, uh, tooth and nail, entwined. And then she's like, damn it, she's going to get Triskillian and... Uh... <laughs> and uh freaking uh, michaeus and i'm like yep just killing michaeus kill you all <laughs> and then i'm like all right so i need to finish this trade <laughs>
1: <laughs> what a
4: scum game.
3: oh man alex was busting up yeah it was kind of scummy but you know it was awesome how do you was,
4: like, scum someone in edh game isn't that there's like against the principles of edh <laughs> Yes, <I know>.
5: <laughs> it <laughs> I
3: is i don't actually follow those principles because it's just like what I can't, I just can't do it. Like, what are the principles? Like, I'm not supposed to. Like, here's an example. I was playing another EDH game with this guy. He was playing Mono Black. So the guy's playing Mono Black, and uh, he turned, He starts with a turn one ley line or turn zero ley line, which I can't beat because I'm playing a zombie deck that, like, dumps all my dudes. And so I'm just like, well, good game. And uh, he ends up just rolling us in, like, five turns. So the guy, a- aside from me, and he's like, real cool deck, man. And he's, like, lecturing the guy, and I'm just like, ah, I, like, I was totally happy with getting killed like that, because it's, like, I understand, you want to win the game. Like, I want to win the game, too. If I could roll you, I would do it, you know? So, like, I don't get the principles of this, like, don't win the game and handicap yourself. I don't, I don't know.
1: It's because it's supposed to be casual. It's not supposed to be, like, you're supposed to play EDH just to have fun and dink around, is the, is how it was explained to me, anyway. You're well, not I was- supposed to be playing it to, like, absolutely crush someone and then handshake them. Yeah, I got
4: banned by all the EDH players on Moto for playing, like, an unfun deck. Yeah. But, like, oh, these, yeah, are, the yeah, same people, these, these are the
1: same people that play, like, Death Cloud and Land Destruction, and they're like, yeah, that's fun, so just your way of having fun is bad, but my way is not, and you're like, whatever. Fuck. Wait, I,
3: want to hear about, I want to hear about Tom Martel's unfun EDH deck. What was it?
4: Oh, it was just the, um, Asusa, Azusa, whatever the hell her name is. And emerald and ways to bounce emerald and put it back into play every turn. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that was sweet. I mean, it went off by like turn five every game, and it took infinite turns, and everyone like would force quit. But you know, I enjoyed it. (laughs) But it was fun for you.
3: (laughs) Why? I don't understand. Why don't they just run an arm again or something?
4: There seems like there's a lot of ways around this problem, but no, no, no.
3: And that's that's how I am. Like I when I'm playing in EDH my buddy, like we were all like real competitive for a while. It like competitive EDH. So he built like a Mimeoplasm deck with like a of Baghdad and like freaking uh her, her, what is it? Hermit Druid. And like I was like, Alright, that's fine. I'm just gonna run a trinket mage and like and like freaking Termod's Crypt and Bajuku Bog and like you know, a relic of Progenitus and you know Enlightened Tutor to get all that stuff, and I'm just like, all right, you want to play a Graveyard deck? I'll just put in Graveyard hate, you know. So it's pretty, you know. If there's a, if someone's like playing a Zusa, I'm just gonna run like a bunch of blow up your lands uh, effects.
4: Yeah, I mean, when you're playing with every Magic card in history, there has to be a lot of answers to whatever people are trying to do. If you just you know care enough.
3: Yeah, I think I think a lot of the EDH players they just don't want to uh,
6: put the time into building their deck. You know what I mean? So. I don't know. I don't follow those rules. So if you play EDH with me, listeners,
4: expect me to throw down. Be ready. I respect that. I respect that. (laughs) Speaking of throwing down, by the way, has anyone noticed the uh, the slap bet currently in progress on Twitter? Mr. (laughs) Medina,
6: any
3: attempts? I think I I heard a little bit about that.
4: (laughs) What's this? Nice try to get to the. You're not going to beat me on this one.
3: Wait, you are you are supporting uh, Mary Jacobson? Yeah, I, I want it
0: too bad. Hold on, time okay. out. For those of us playing along at home that don't know what the fuck is going on, you want to rewind back to the beginning and start us in here? Hey,
3: Scott, untie your yeah. panties for a second. Right? <laughs> well, no, <laughs> I just want to,
0: this is such a sick story, I want more background before you carry on. I all feel right, like i right. are missing out.
4: I, I get Skyped into some like, random conversation by Lauren Lee two weeks ago, oh, I, I want to say. say. Where she's on Skype with, with Mary and Massioli. Uh, please die, thanks. Or it's probably some. Di- people think die, please, dipple Sticks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like. It's like. Deeple sticks. Yeah. yeah. That's what I call them. Right. Okay. Well, die, please, thanks. Which is clearly what he's saying. Even though people like. Like uh, Megan Holland are too innocent to understand this. It's dipple sticks. It's dipple sticks. <laughs> All right. Fine. Dipple sticks. So, <laughs> Dick. Dipple sticks and makeup sit have just made this bet where at the end of GP Nashville, uh, they bet, like, 20 bucks. The winner pays... Whoever has more Twitter followers pays, gets 20 bucks than the other person. Oh. Except Mary's starting down by over 300 people.
3: I didn't it's know like about this, by the way.
4: 675 to, like, 350. So I go immediately... I, as soon as I hear about this, I go on Twitter and post, you know, everyone should be following Mary Jacobson, who just top aided the GP, blah, blah, blah. By this time the, of the next stuff. day, she has Look. more followers. Like, literally less than 14 hours later, or, like... It, was, it was something like, like 15 hours later, she's beating him. And they up the stakes. Now, the, if, if the winner wins by 150 or more, they get to slap the loser three times.
0: Oh, Jesus.
4: That's a big game. This isn't objectifying women at all, either. By
1: the way. <laughs> Just for all the white niters out there. Just FYI. The slap the shit out of yeah, Chris Matthew. empowering old. women. If, women and if she loses, definitely he's going to slap her as hard as he possibly can, and there'll be no backlash. I, I can equality. see that happening. Gender equality. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> but
4: that's that's she was a, never, that's ever, ever, in the middle. Chris. just really stupid. Um, so, yeah, so Mary makes this bet with, escalates a bet with him. I then, you know, push it further. And at some point during this time, like, Medina decides he wants to jump in on Chris's side because the poor guy is getting just destroyed. And what do you, you, you offer, like, what is it, like a, snap a Snapcaster and a mage. randomly? I'm a,
3: yeah, I'm offering a Snapcaster mage for people who follow Chris and retweet my tweet. <laughs>
1: What happens if they follow both?
3: It's it's fine. It's fine. They can follow both. What I'm also gonna do is I'm gonna have to up the ante here for this weekend because he's at 766 and she's like at a thousand, and I've already I've already got a horse in the race now. I mean, I didn't know that. I thought he was like, I thought he was always the underdog. Okay, I didn't know that she was the underdog. <laughs>
2: yeah, she was way lower. So,
3: yeah, so when I had, jumped, he had two extra number. Yeah, see, see, I didn't know that. So when I jumped in, I'm like, oh, man, I'm rooting for the underdog. We're doing this. <laughs> and then she was like, yeah, did you know I was like 300 under? And I'm like, well, already offered a Snapcaster so We're going all the way.
4: Like-
5: <laughs>
4: <laughs> the losses, so, come over to the good guys. Get Chris slapped. Everyone wins. Oh, man. I don't know. I
3: think that if, uh, if, Chris, if Chris doesn't get slapped, then I get to get a couple articles out of Chris. That's that's my that's my my. But horse what in if instead,
4: pet. I'll give you. Uh, we can give you like the uh, the, like the 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 premiere screening of the video, slap video. Oh, oh, oh. Oh. Like, we have we have things to discuss here. We have negotiating <laughs> leverage these slaps, keep in mind, are not happening all at once.
5: Oh, I get one god. of them
4: as as the role of of promoter. I have been bequeathed one slap should Mary win.
5: Oh my god! <laughs> I'm not going
4: to be in Nashville. Wow, <laughs> this I was one's going gonna... to sit and he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna know in the back of his mind that at some point he's gonna get the shit slapped out of him, <laughs> they're just gonna be coming
0: oh man like so I've never actually witnessed like. Two human beings in real life actually be under these slap bet circumstances of the impending doom. We've all clearly seen it happen on How I Met Your Mother, which is I think where slap bet started. Well, f- is where I started to hear about them. And I mean, you see, you know, the Neil Patrick Harris's character basically wet himself every time a hand is raised above the shoulder. And like, I can only imagine the dread and and fear that's got to permeate through this. Chris character, whenever he kind of hears rumor that you might be coming by. like, Hmm. Yeah, it's going to be... I I
4: really enjoy this. and I'm not a violent person. (laughs) I I actually don't think I've ever slapped someone. I have been slapped once. It was kind of hilarious. But I don't think this is going to be a hilarious moment of slappage for for Chris. So we shall (laughs) see.
3: I I was going to try to rally uh, at the end of the week here for him because I wanted to uh, to get, you know, to get them to, to at least not get slapped,
4: but but who wins then? There's no winner if no one gets slapped. And the, the the public at large is is missing out on the joy of a of a slap <laughs> bet being consummated.
3: Wow. You you make you make some good points here, you do. <laughs> I think I think the other thing is I want people to know that I can forgive Chris for being a troll to me for so long, you know. So it's just I, like... I
4: respect that you've been—you've certainly been the bigger man. Which, granted, with Dipple Sticks is not saying that much, but in that in that pair.
3: But <laughs> I think I think now we just bury him. I don't know. I guess I guess I, I've done my part. <laughs> <laughs>
4: All I'm asking, I'm just asking, Pontius Pilate, just wash your hands. <laughs> Let fate play out the way it shall.
5: Oh man!
4: Oh, I seen your
3: comment when I when I started promoting them. <laughs> you're like what, what did you say something like uh, how low is this going to go Or <laughs>
4: yeah it was it, I can't remember I don't remember it was, it was more to shock I couldn't believe that like someone especially you of all people anyone was rallying to the defense because the first day and a half was just like so easy yeah. I had so many people me saying okay not only will we follow Mary we're going to unfollow Chris I'm like geez, this is this is going to be a joke he might oh, end up okay. with like 10 followers at the end of this <laughs>
3: Drew Levin did that to me one time. He's like, unfollow Medina Thursday. (laughs) And I lost like 100 followers because of that shit. Fucking Drew Levin. He's
6: still Uh, awesome.
4: Well, Drew Levin is a character.
3: (laughs) He was just joking, guys. Don't unfollow me because Drew Levin said he he was just joking.
4: It's not real. (laughs) I'm sure that's true. Drew Levin never meant it.
3: Never. So, uh... So yeah, a seven seven sixty six to man, she's she's really kicking his ass. She's got like a thousand, what a thousand eighty or something like that now.
5: Something like that,
4: yeah. Well, to be fair, like after I won the GP, I said if anyone wants to help me celebrate winning the GP, follow follow Mary Jacobson and unfollow Chris. So mm-hmm. I, yeah, I kind yeah. of pile on a little bit more maybe than was necessary.
3: If I want him to win, I have to compete with the GP winner, and I think the only way to do that is to uh, is to put, like, a Tarmogoyf on the line or something.
4: You're going to have to bribe people a lot. Yeah. And I just hope, I hope if you do something like that, to give it out to The best part of all this was when Mary followed Chris and retweeted your thing to be the random winner. For the, I was praying she'd be the random winner <laughs> of the Snapcaster. It would be so good.
3: Oh, man. Yeah, I'm going to pick that winner. Uh, I'm going to pick the winner of the Snapcaster at, at, after Nashville. So I'll be, be doing that. Maybe I should make it a foil Snapcaster
4: you want to keep bobbing the Andy? We can see what happens. You're in a big hole though and there's not that much time left.
3: Yeah, I think I, I think I just cut
6: my losses and uh, come over to the to the good guy side. I like it. Yeah. I think so. Sorry, Chris. Uh, you know. So
4: everyone's heard to hear now. If this this will probably air. This is definitely going to air right after the GP. So the results will begin and they'll be final. So this will be in retrospect, <laughs> but maybe we can do a little publicity campaign this this weekend on the same side, to really... I want her yeah. to do 2X them. I think it would just be so hilarious.
3: So she only needs another 400 and something, right?
4: Yeah, that can't be that hard to get.
3: Oh, no. <laughs> Alright, so I'm still giving these people a Snapcaster who already who already put their thing in, but I think I'm going to put something else on the line, bigger. Oh, for Mary. Man. Yeah, for Mary <laughs> Chris
6: is going to be like, what the fuck? <laughs>
3: <laughs> this is so good. I actually just don't care about Snapcaster Mage. <laughs> <laughs> <bunch> <laughs> oh
6: man,
4: yeah. Put some like signed foil thrun, signed by me. That should be the prize. I have a
3: foil thrun. I'll definitely do it if you'll sign it.
4: I yeah, I will I'll, I'll, I'll alter the art. Even I'll go so far as to do that. It will be a, a signed altered so, thrun. Signed altered foil.
6: foil. Wow. wow! I better that's,
4: fucking win that.
6: That's better than a Snapcaster Mage, right? Yeah. Yeah.
0: So all I have to do is unfollow Die Please Thanks and then follow Mary Jacobson for a chance to and win retweet this. that
6: tweet. You're gonna retweet this tweet, yeah.
0: Wow, that's it. Yeah, that's it.
6: Cause we want we, we want Mary Jacobson to two X to two X Chris. That's what we're going for. Oh we can get how there. about this. How about this?
3: Okay, so I'm gonna offer this to run, right? You're gonna sign in and stuff. If she two X's him, I pick another winner. For something else. How do you Ooh. know
1: if they unfollow her or unfollow die, please, thanks, or not?
3: Because the winner, we go and check who they're following.
1: No, but I mean, like, how do you know if I unfollowed him or if I just never followed him? That
4: is fine. As long as you're just not following him. That's all yeah, it okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that matters. The bottom be line is eligible. <laughs> Anyone's guy. eligible. You don't, you don't have to buy to play. I also I have, like, play.
3: I have a random dual land in my binder right now. No. I wonder what that is let's see let's see what what which land
0: I have Open the stake. volcanic island
3: this is my first little binder that I was just trading for funsies for EVH stuff I have a taiga
6: in my binder mm. yeah it's taiga i could I could throw a tiger down. I don't know if people really That's want a big game. yeah I don't know I don't know man what do people want? We'll figure it out if if she two xs him
3: i'll I'll throw something else on line besides the foil front. Thr- uh, well. we'll do some
4: brainstorming on Twitter. Maybe people, yeah, we, can, we can ask people what do they want. So we can see what yeah, they say.
3: Yeah, we'll ask them what they want. Yeah.
1: Wow. Man, you guys are just engineering the shit out of this. It's gonna be a landslide.
0: <laughs> so, gentlemen, is there, uh, is there anything else that we want to uh, bring up to to Tom and get his opinion on? Uh, we're we're getting deep into the show.
1: What do you think of Delver standard decks? I need a standard deck to play. Also, what do you think of this horrible fucking zombie deck?
4: I think the zombie deck's not horrible, unless you're talking about Sam's Legacy one, at which point it's embarrassing. (laughs) I mean, I don't know what the exact list looks like right now, but as of, I played against it twice in Honolulu, and I really thought it looked sweet. Um, Yes, I don't have no idea how its matchups are, but if I was going to build any deck to kind of uh, dirtle around with on Magic Online, I'd build that one. Really? Yeah,
1: that one. Like, I had it built, and, and I got excited. About, well, I'm not excited about it, but I kind of got excited about it because there's lots of people playing it here, and I wanted to like mirror tech edge them. Uh, but it just didn't... like. I find with that deck, if you draw the good half of your deck, then you just can't lose, and you just crush them. And if you just draw the other half of your deck, then you just f- are playing dire graph Ghouls.
4: I was wondering which half is which. Okay, so the bad half is dire graph Ghoul? Yeah, like, you're, like, you're, like, like,
1: last night in a a mox tournament, I played, and I had, like, my opening hand was, like, two lands, three diagraph ghouls, and, like, a mortar pod. And I was, like, yeah, all right, like, I can keep this, whatever, that's fine. And then I just didn't draw anything but diagraph ghouls and, like, fume spitters after that, and, like, land. And you're just, like, uh, I'm, like, okay, these go-for-the-throats are pretty sweet. Except for he just played Lingering
4: Souls. Yeah, you know I mean? Lingering Souls just, decks probably not so exciting.
1: Yeah, like and like the ramp deck really owns you too unless you get an obliterator before the and like and they don't remove it. Otherwise, like you just end up sitting there like watching diagraph ghouls. But if you draw like images and messengers and grave crawlers, which happens about half the time, then your deck looks really amazing.
4: Yeah, I can see that being—it certainly is high variance. Like the the card, like the power level of the cards in in the deck is not consistent. Yeah, um, more so than other standard decks.
1: I'm just not a fan of decks that do that. Like since I, you know, have started playing, like being forced to play like Delver and since you started top in
4: like
3: Canadian Canadian Magic (laughs) tournaments, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean,
4: I
1: mean, I'm not. It's not like Legacy or anything. Uh, We had we had eight people show up for our Legacy event. The, on the Sunday, but, you know, whatever. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Big wow.
1: legacy support here in Calgary, you know.
6: They overestimated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I made my tweet of
3: allegiance. Um,
1: tweet of allegiance.
5: Tweet of
3: allegiance. Yeah, it's, it's out there.
6: Uh, it's ready to rock. And, uh, yeah, so. Sick. Oh, right, man. We just gonna have no life. followers.
3: Oh, no! <laughs> yeah, so, um, I hate to leave you guys in the lurch chair, but I think I gotta go soon because, what? Uh, yeah, so
1: uh, Wake up John Medina <laughs> <laughs>
3: um, so you don't have to end the show, but i I probably could uh
0: well i I think we're almost at the point where we gotta go to shout outs anyway, like we're into we're getting really close,
2: John, I just want to ask you really quick, how happy was Marks son to top sixty four
3: uh markson was super happy he came up to me with his little asian impish grin and he's like he's like medina he's like got my first pro point and he hit me in the arm he gave me a little asian slug oh he
1: gave me the slug yeah he's oh.
3: like, boom got my first pro point i'm like dude congratulations man i gave him a big hug and then uh then we went and ate fogo to chow and it was awesome.
2: okay
3: yeah so i um, happy
2: for that
5: guy
3: yeah, I actually got to spend a lot of time with, uh, not a lot, but I hung out with Alex and
6: I hung out with um, Pascal. So that was pretty cool. Sweet. Yeah. But uh, but that was fun, man, uh, hung out there. Oh, I played Alex. I played Alex in seven games of Legacy. Oh.
3: Did I tell you about this?
2: No, no, no. I, I saw a t- picture of it. Did he, he tell you tell about me. it?
3: Okay, no. okay. So he comes up to me while I'm in the middle of a trade for like, two japanese like uh freaking uh cradles uh two japanese Gaius cradles and these things are like impossible to find in general so like i'm all focusing on these gayest cradles and trying to get the, the deal of a lifetime or whatever and um he's like hey um we should run it back we should do this thing i want to battle you blah blah and i'm just like "Yeah, yeah yeah whatever dude i'm like we'll battle and he's like He's like, I gotta do it now, or like this, this and that. So finally, I'm just like, okay, let's do this. So we start playing. He's like, all right, seven games, and he's like, you can pick whatever deck you want. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) So, so yeah, so we, I didn't have a deck. I didn't have a legacy deck because I didn't play. I just came trade. Didn't you tell us about
1: this last week? No, this he talked about the previous. How could I have told you about the previous time? So you did this again. You decided to do this again.
3: Yeah. So. So we start playing, and uh, I just picked the deck. It turned out to be uh, Maverick. It turned out to be uh, Pascal's deck. So I start playing it, and then in the third game, right, he's already three up. Okay, he's already three up. He's crushed me three times. And he goes, yeah, so I'm going to get that money back. (laughs) And I'm like, what money? He's like, dude, we're we're running it back. I'm going to get the money back if I beat you again, best of seven. And I'm like, wait a second, the first time was you, I wouldn't beat you once in seven games. (laughs) And I'm like, and now it's like best of seven? Like, I didn't agree to any of this. I want my own legacy deck if I'm going to do this. He's like, no, Medina, you agreed. And I'm like, yeah, I agreed to like playing you. So anyways, I beat him two times, so it's two to three, and then he gets me a fourth time, and I have to give him $10. (laughs) So... I told him, hey man, I told you I was 100% better because I told him I'm 100% better at Legacy, right? So I was 100% better because I beat him two times instead of one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, And what was sad is he almost, he was running a Storm deck. He almost beat me
6: through a Gaddock Teague and a uh, Thalia and a freaking uh, Stony Silence. Wow, he almost beat me through all those three pieces of hate and uh yeah, I was pretty impressed. But he didn't, so hallelujah!
3: <laughs> oh man, Tom, I will buy your slap for a lot of money.
4: <laughs> I've got a lot of offers. This is in demand.
3: The slap is in demand, huh?
4: What's what's the slap valued at? What do you value your slap at? It's gonna be hard to put a price on happiness.
1: Cause I mean, like it's. <laughs> <laughs> Cause it's like, I mean, it's 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 a slap, but then at the same time, it's your slap, and you've admitted that you've never slapped someone, and then you're not a violent person. So, does that decrease the
4: value of
1: of your? No, slap? I'm I'm really
4: looking at it more as a. It's not really looking at it as a slap, but more of an experience. It's a holistic experience. Ah, uh, like Hedo.
3: Yeah, if I had to put a price on it, I would say about five hundred.
4: I'd be hard pressed to not sell it for five hundred, because someone willing to pay that much is going to get a lot more slapping out of it than I will.
1: Yeah. That seems low to me. I think that you should hold out, Tom Martel.
3: I think if someone gave you a playset of underground seas, you would ship your slap.
1: Like like four and
5: blackboarded, of course. <laughs>
6: yeah. <laughs> oh man. So uh yeah, I guess this, this guy, Chris Massioli,
3: uh he's he's fostered a lot of ill will, you know? So uh so he's he's got a lot of people gunning for him and wanting him to get slapped.
5: So, yeah, he um, is in
4: trouble here. His back is to the wall.
3: Yeah, I feel bad kicking him in the in the teeth when he's down, but uh, <laughs> you know.
6: <laughs> oh man.
3: So, anyways, did you have another question, Kyt, or was
2: that it? That was at your, just your your weekend with the guys.
6: Oh yeah,
3: my weekend was awesome. I I didn't I didn't play in the like in the GP. I found out that the GP was actually like forty bucks. Is that true? Probably. <laughs> Yeah, like I, I didn't, I, I didn't actually go, like I didn't go to play because I had a meeting in the morning. But man, I wouldn't even want to play with for forty dollars. Holy smokes! So, uh, so yeah, I just uh, I went up there with my EDH decks and my trade binders, and I did a lot of trading. I traded with a with a Saito. Whoa! And, and yeah, it was funny because I was looking for him on Saturday, so I sent him a text and I'm like, "Where are you?" You know, question mark. And I heard that he was like out of the venue, because they were like, oh yeah, he's got kicked out or something. And I'm like, oh crap, Like Saito got kicked out. So I wasn't expecting to see him, and on Sunday, I was just sitting there like uh, sorting out my trade binder, and then I hear him say, Senor Medina! (laughs) 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 And then I look up and Saito, I'm like, oh, hallelujah, because he has all the Japanese foils ever, you know? So, uh, So yeah, I sat down with him for like two and a half hours, and that pretty much made my trip like I walked out of there with a stack of like, I don't know, like $900 in Japanese foils.
5: Nice. And, uh,
3: yeah, so so my weekend was awesome. I, I did the trade with Saito. I crushed some people in my zombie deck. Um, you know, I got a lot of EDH in, and, uh, you know, it was, a, it was a good weekend. I got to hang out with the, with the Canadians. Uh, I got to hang out with the Troll and Toad guys, which are pretty cool guys, um, you know. Uh, Well, I guess they're not trolling Toad guys anymore. They're Just Game guys. So I got to hang out with the Just Game guys. And uh, yeah, it's good stuff. Sweet. (laughs) I knew I could never trust the value trader, Chris. Yeah, I just thought that's (laughs) an awesome tweet.
6: (laughs)
0: Oh, man. All right. So do we want to go to shout-outs then, gents? Sure. I'm good with that. Lead the way. Lead the way. Shout-out to you, Tom, for joining us this week. Absolutely awesome! Um, we're really, really pleased to know that your first stop uh, is back home here with us at the 18 after uh, you know winning a wonderful, wonderful event. So uh, thank you very much for coming back. You're always welcome. And uh, don't forget, guys, to check out uh, Tom's stream whenever it goes live at Twitch.tv/semi sober. Uh, we noticed that you've changed your Twitter handle back to or to Tom underscore Martell. Are you going to change your stream feed to?
4: Most likely. I need to see... I actually emailed them to ask them about if that's even possible or what I need to do, because I don't want to lose all my followers. Uh, People have already favorited the stream, but, yeah, it's kind of in progress of the... As I I approach 30, I figure it's time to rebrand and become Mm -hmm. less publicly semi-sober. Still just as semi-sober as ever, just not quite as publicly semi-sober. Gotcha.
0: Alright. I want to... uh... I want to shout out to... Who do I have to shout outs? I got some shout outs for the ladies. week. Um, I've got a, a shout out to Revised Angel. Uh, her 20 tweets column on LegitMTG.com is always a uh, fun and a good way to recap any of the major Twitter issues that have been going on, so check those out. Um, also, I want to shout out to Nina, Cardboard Witch on Twitter. Uh, she's been uh, just awesome this week, and... I really just uh, want to give her a well deserved shout out. And looks like I'm maybe recording a Damia cast with a few awesome Commander podcast folks that you all know and love, like Carlos and Jack and uh Amanda as well from Redcast Wins. So shout out to uh to those people. And then I think after that uh, shout-out to everybody that it sounds like I'm going to see a GP Columbus.
5: Oh, oh shit. Yeah.
0: It's be sick. So we'll we'll talk about that uh, at a future time. But, uh, yeah, I think that's it for me. Uh, Tom, what do you got? Oh, shout-out to Mary Jacobson and may she double uh, Chris Masioli.
4: <laughs> uh, I'll first. lead off with echoing that shout-out to, uh, to Mary for bringing such joy to my life. Uh, for dreaming about slapping Chris, it's going to be a pleasure. Uh, shout out to Chris for being a good sport and bad at life for giving us such great joy. Um, <laughs> yeah, he actually is a good guy, but I will still enjoy slapping him. Um, a shout out to everyone who congratulated me and you know rooted me on at the GP. Thank you so much. Uh, it was really you know it was an incredible experience uh, to be there playing it, and then you know just as amazing to kind of read. Everyone's tweets and messages afterwards, so I really do appreciate that uh, it makes you know it makes playing the game for me like a lot more fun, knowing that you know there's so many people out there that that uh, give a shit you know, that I'm doing well. Um, <laughs> shout out to you guys, thank you again for having me back on i'm a, I'm still a little I feel jet lagged almost from uh, from all the travel, but I, I hopefully I was still you know maybe as close as entertaining as I usually am um, but you know, I love talking to you guys and coming on the show it's really a blast, and so I definitely appreciate that. I think forgetting. A uh, shout out to my mom who may listen to this. Hopefully, won't. <laughs> um, also, spent- if your mom is listening, please go check on Tom. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> just she, spent days, she spent the two
6: days.
4: She spent Monday and Tuesday just like messaging me, aming me like quotes from the commentators saying, "What does this mean?" Because she kept like she had my finals matches on like repeat. <laughs> so
5: I can just awesome. imagine
4: like <laughs> like.
1: What's a dirty Sanchez? Oh god. What's the show?
4: Yeah. Stop it, Jay. Stop <laughs> it. Stop it. The last I was on here, God we had some we talk about Eiffel Towering, we talked about something. She asked me what yeah. does that mean? She, said, oh, she listened to it and then she asked me what is an Eiffel Tower. I, like, oh, god. I forgot about this. It's a
1: monument. <laughs> Paris,
4: <awesome. laughs> We're no. talking about cheerleading
1: mom, not the gay kind.
3: <laughs> not the pejorative sense
1: on yeah. the
4: word of sins, but we were, it was just that's it just just leave it alone, Mom, just get out of my room, <laughs> but uh, let's see shout out to uh Mr. Medina for coming across the good guys and backing the Jacobson train way to get with the winners. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> and um yeah sh- uh finally, shout out to my boy Sam Black for convincing me to play the deck in the g p uh by convincing me mentioning that he was playing it. It did not really take a lot of strong arming but <laughs> wouldn't have gotten there without him. So, that will, I think, do it for me. Yeah. That's mine.
1: Alright. Jay? Alright, I guess I'll do mine. That's fine. Uh, so, I didn't get to talk about it very much, because you know, Tom is just like a mic hog, but, um, shout out <laughs> to everybody that I played at the CMT. Um, there are some good players there. Um, the thing with the CMT that sucked the most is the first four rounds, like, when you go to a tournament with all your friends, I don't know if this is different for Tom, because, like, your friends are all just pro players. So I guess it doesn't matter, but when you're not a pro player and you go to like a tournament with like four or five friends and there's like 80 people there, you just don't want to go like mono friend matches in the first five. That's really shitty. So shout out to everybody that I went to the CMT with and that helped me play test, uh, Rob Ince and Lawrence and the two Asian Dannys, uh, and Austin, <laughs> Austin, uh, who drove us around our chauffeur. Uh, who scrubbed out. Um, Shout out to my winning in feature match player, Jason Jorgensen, who I, like, thought was just, like, a total fucking asshole before we played. Not because I know anything about this guy whatsoever, but because other people told me that he was an Edmonton guy, and those guys are assholes. And I was like, ah, I'm gonna have to play a winning in match against a good player who's an asshole. Great. But he actually ended up being, like, just really awesome, and I had to dream crush him. And uh, I really didn't feel good about Dream Crushing him, but then I got to the top eight, and I was like, yeah, top eight, woo! Uh, shout out to Brian Sue, who I finally met, who's a really sweet dude. Um, and he ended up winning the whole thing and just crushed us and then showed up for fucking Legacy with Belcher. So <laughs> sh- shout out to that guy. Shout out to Easy Beasy, um, who's like a big supporter of us, and appreciate that. Shout out to Simon Lee. Angry Simon Lee. Um, who else? I know I'm forgetting some people. I got a shout out to, uh, 0 32 on Twitter, who's been keeping me entertained with Draw Something on the iPhone, which is like the best game of all time. So shout out to Monty Ashley for introducing me to that. And, uh, shout out to Cody Crossman, who did an amazing written job of coverage. Like, just fucking amazing job of the coverage. <laughs> it's, it's, it's as good, if not better, than listening to those awful people on the, on the internet do coverage. But he's still worse than Matt Mercier. He's still way worse than Matt Mercier. <laughs> Matt Mercier just, owns, like, owns Cody Crossan. But, he, but I'm sure Matt Mercier couldn't piece together, like, a five-word fucking sentence to write down. <laughs> I can't even spell his name. But shout-out to Matt Mercier, by the way, who... Started listening to the show when he heard that I said that he was better than Cody Crossman and Brian, yeah. and and then he keeps he keeps ragging on me every day he sees me. He's like, Yeah, you know, I just no love here. I uh, I'm listening for three episodes, no shout outs. <laughs> and, and then so. he goes, then he
3: goes, who's this Chris
1: Lansdale guy?" By the yeah, yeah, <laughs> and then he, yeah, I was like, "Who's Chris Lansdale? Why you why do you shout him out so much? Is he, is he local? Is he good?" So yeah, so there's that. Um, what else? I think that's about it probably. I gotta I mean obviously shout out to Tom Martell. I really am happy that you are just crushing it legacy wise. And uh it was really awesome. I only got to follow it on Twitter. It was really awesome to follow along and I hope that uh you continue doing well. And I, I really want to shout out to your mom, who I hope is just, just a really nice lady and who we don't ruin your relationship with.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, um and that's it. That's it for me. Go ahead, uh, John. Take it right.
3: away, buddy. I'll take it away. Uh, shout out to Tom. Thanks for coming on. Uh, I think this is the first episode I got to be on while you were on, so I'm pretty pumped about that. Um, shout out to Caleb for making Top 8. And uh, uh, I was rooting for Caleb, and then uh, when Caleb died, I was rooting for Tom. So uh, <laughs> so that was uh, it's pretty cool to see him Top 8. Um, shout out to – there's a new podcast on the block. It's called – Brainstorm Brewery, and uh, it's pretty cool. It's got a couple of a uh, couple of the floor traders that I hang out with, and they're talking about finances and magic brewing. Um, the deck brews that they're talking about is a little bit crazy. Um, I'm not not a big fan of most of the decks they talk about, but the finance stuff is pretty on spot spot on. So, uh, so that's cool stuff. Brainstorm Brewery. Uh, you can go to their website brainstormbrewery.com. Brewer, Man, try to say that five times fast. And uh, and I also I also hosted their first episode on legitmtg.com, so you can check out their, their first episode there. So mm-hmm. shout out to those guys. They gave a big a big uh, shout out to the A team and uh, a lot of love in the in the end of their first cast. So I uh, want to return the favor there. And uh, who else do I want to shout out? Oh, I want to shout out Ben Mapes. Ben Mapes was like my little travel partner, and nice. and uh, an EDH uh, compadre for the for the GP weekend. And uh, he's just a really cool guy, uh, pretty laid back, and uh, and always down for some EDH. So uh, so shout out to that
6: guy. And um, shout out to Haven Golich. He's a pretty badass dude. <laughs> Haven Golich. <laughs> Did you hear about that on Horde of Notions? No, I play that card in my EDH deck. He's awesome. You he just
3: freaking over. A... Yeah, I mean you just play like uh, Rooftop Storm, and then you uh, mill your library, and then you play Yagmas will with hey to Go Lich and play, and then every zombie in your graveyard costs one mana. And you're just like <laughs> <laughs> And since
0: and since you've got Cedrus on the board, <laughs> you just use uh you play mana echoes. And then uh, after the first one, they're all free.
3: Oh, hey, by the way, real quick, um, back from the brink, run that in your, yeah. your Domia deck. Okay, why? Because you're discarding all kinds of dudes, right?
6: Yeah. And then you can
3: just play them from the yard.
0: Yeah, except that I'm running, like, Necrotic Goose and Lich combo shenanigans in there right now. So? Yeah. I don't want to be exiling my dudes. No. Sorry.
1: Sorry to interrupt. I just wanted to just really quickly say that Chris Massioli has 766 followers.
4: 765. <laughs> <laughs> Got there. Yeah, the on, on the air, D followers are so brutal.
3: Oh, man. I feel so bad for him. Look at He's all like. And he's Christina moping. He's backstabs me. He's and, oh, man. And I'm just looking at his little, like, penguin picture.
0: Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. know. What can you expect that? from Medina, so, though. I, I never he followed him in the first place. So I just knew better. It's all good. KYT, what do you got for shout outs, brother?
2: Well shout-outs to everyone that uh that I, all my friends that went down at GPND, uh, and that did well. Mark Sun, top sixty-four, Pascal, top eight. Um, the top eight I was really happy to see because um I knew four people there that I really liked, Tom, um, Caleb. I'm really good friends with Adam Yurchik and uh, good friends with Pascal. That was quite a quarterfinals game. I couldn't really cheer for you, Tom, in that one. And uh, well, Right when you got him with Parrish, I knew it was over for him. <laughs> so um,
4: Great guy. I hadn't met him before this weekend, but he was super nice, and I really enjoyed you know, playing and talking to him afterwards.
2: <laughs> He's a great guy. Um, shout-outs to Cody Crosman for uh, writing up the coverage at uh, the Calgary CMT. Um, shout-outs to Jay for top aiding. Yeah. Oh, because all I could hear was how Thanks. distressed you were before a tournament and freaking out. Oh my god. Cody was gonna cover you, and I just texted Cody. on I me, mean, like, don't make Jay look like an idiot. I, I promised him you wouldn't. Yeah. So. No, Cody was
1: a, actually... Everybody was actually really good about it. Cody and you and, uh, and Nina were just really good about talking me down from the ledge, and I was actually really worried that Cody was just gonna make me look like the biggest fucking dirtle. But I played the best magic of my life, hands down. Even in, like, even being clairvoyant and being able to see the future, I could not play Magic as good as I did that day. I don't know what happened. Wow. I, cha- I, I channeled my inner LSV or something. Like, I just, I just crushed it. Just you played
2: like a boss when we first met, though.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. If I play against you, I just have, like, the ninety ten matchup. There's, like, no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not so lucky when I'm playing against, like, random people that are playing, like, I don't know, like, Black Green Pod. Like, I got crushed by Black Green White Pod last night.
3: Oh man,
1: just Chris Lansdale
5: crushed,
3: crushed you.
1: Yes. Yeah.
2: <laughs> that was my favorite tweet of the of the week. You try to focus in? Everyone's Chris Lansdale. Everyone's Chris Lansdale.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Nina said that, didn't didn't she? It was like, just, hey man, just whatever. Just every one of your opponents, or maybe it was Bill. Every one of your opponents is Chris Lansdale. And then I was like, as soon as he said that, I was just like, fuck. I got it.
5: Everyone is
1: Chris Landfill. Oh,
5: I'm man.
1: not. I mean, I, I don't, I'm never worried about losing to him. Not because he's bad. It's just like I've never lost to him, and, he, and he's bad. I, I enjoy playing with him. It's just you know.
3: <laughs> okay, oh, he, he is pretty bad.
1: If I sit down across Tim Tom Martell, he could be playing like a sixty basic land deck, and I'd still just be like
0: oh what do you have in your hand
1: <laughs> ah, ah, i just fucking okay i kill my own guy i kill my own guy i, just, if I don't you're gonna do something with it like, Chris, I sit down on like an amazing deck and i'm just like yeah this is casual this, i'm fine with it
5: this is just casual
1: people <laughs> playing casual magic i'm fine so
0: um, he does well, not tom pulls up the draft deck with the you know one lost in the woods and you know, yeah, forty nine <laughs> fucking forests. Oh, did you draw it? Ah, I don't know. It's like,
5: oh, oh.
1: The Jets turned to like. Ah, I don't know.
5: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so yeah, no, I was. It was. Uh, it was. It was really good. And um. And yeah, thanks. Thanks. Anyway, back to your Shay. Okay. No, you. I'm done.
2: Shouts to Matt <laughs> Mercier. Just, just, just because. Yeah. <laughs>
6: Well, also, shout out to FasaFast because I like saying
3: their
1: oh, name. Oh, I have to say that. Who was it? Is it Kyle that was there at the CMT? Yeah, he is a really cool dude, and he uh, let me in on some of the inner workings of FasaFast, which is like, which was, which had like dirt, dirt low price uh, cards, and like, what, and like that's the regular price that they are. They were like, like the, all the high cards were at minimum five dollars cheaper than Star City Games. They had like infinite of all the hottest cards, like. Right now, in Calgary, it's really difficult to find um, like Phantasmal Images and Dark Sick Shores, obviously. Um, and the, they had, like, 30 of each. And uh, and I have to give a shout-out, too, to the judge staff that was there. There was some shady stuff that went down, uh, but most of the stuff, like, it was just really awesome. It was a really well-run tournament. Uh, it went really smoothly. Um, and, yeah, and everybody had a really good time. So, shout-out to Fassafass.
6: <laughs> Fassafass.
0: There you go. <laughs> All right, well, everybody, that's uh that's a wrap. We will uh see you all next week. Have a good day.
4: Bye guys. Thanks guys.